We've all had tough days in business, but nobody alive has operated in a global pandemic. So even those of us who have been on the business owner journey for decades didn't have a plan B or resilient strategy to beat the COVID crisis. JFK once observed that the word crisis in Chinese is composed of two characters, one representing danger, the other opportunity. This is particularly true today. Now cue innovation. Everybody and anybody is touting this word, shouting it from the highest mountain tops, assuming they aren't in lockdown. Be innovative. Innovation is our saviour. Innovate or face peril. Basically, completely scaring the crap out of companies big and small. Stop. Breathe. Me and Stella, we got this. Joining us today to bring us back from the innovation ledge and make it not so innovative is Stella Giannato, Creative Director of Brands for Brands Agency. Welcome, Stella. Thank you, Angela. you got to bring us back from the ledge. <gasps> yes, I can see for some people they're thinking innovation is such a scary word. Well, look, we have this conversation a lot, you and I. Yes. And innovation is wildly used, yes. incredibly overused. It's pedestrian almost. And it's not even used in context or its actual definition. No, it's not. And yet it's been rammed all down our throats yep. that every business needs to innovate in order to survive. That's right. And SMEs go, innovate. Oh, I need to, I need to find a new device or discover yeah, a new invent something. something. Yeah. Or it's going to cost a bucket load of money. Or <gasps> I'm going to lose everything if I don't innovate. Or it's, it's technological and I just don't speak the interweb stuff. And that's how they see it. That's right. And then it freaks them out so they do nothing. No. So they're they're almost rendered into absolute stillness and they don't do anything. But what we really need to do is we need to understand the definition of the word innovation. What does it really mean? Okay. Tell us. Well, the proper definition is something new or differently introduced. So if we break that down for business, what we're really saying is that it's the introduction Mm -hmm. of new things or the introduction of a new way of doing things. Yep. That's the actual definition of innovation. So I'm, I'm going to jump in and quote from an article in the Australian Financial Review. Uh, they had an article on innovation and it said, the assumptions that goods and people can readily be moved around the globe and that mass gatherings pose no concern are being questioned and will likely be a catalyst for innovation for years to come. So in other words, innovation... Yes, and if we rope in the definition that you've said, yes. it's just about discovering new ways or tweaking away or pulling apart the layer or just not doing things the way we used to do them, that's innovative. Exactly. In fact, one of my favourite quotes is from Howard Schultz, who's yes. the CEO of Starbucks. We like and he said, we have to break the way that we do business. We need to disrupt. And by disrupt, what we mean is we need to break the rules. We need to fracture them. So if you think about that, innovation has been cast upon all of us. The pandemic has forced us to rethink everything we do, how we spend, how we live, how we work, how we socialise, even how we shop and where we do it. So whether we like it or not, we've been forced to innovate. So you you've, you talk about um, that we might look at different ways of doing our deliveries. Yes. Or curation of products mixed with services. Yes. The way we recruit, 
new staff. Yes. Our ability to communicate differently. Yes. All, all those sort of things, how we manage stock levels. Absolutely. Right? That, that can be innovative because, you know, as the article in the Australian Financial Review said, moving things around. Mm. Who knew that that was going to be a problem? That's right. And that's innovative as well too. Finding a new procedure or new order to do things is also innovative. So, and I like the fact that um, you also talk about collaborating with others yes. to save on costs. Yes. That, that's also an innovation. Well, we've also been um, forced to, to have to do that because if you think about it, the pandemic has seriously affected supply chains yep. overseas and locally as well too. Mm -hmm. And has also, our financial status has also been affected. So whilst we do have money to spend as a consumer, a lot of it's been redirected. So rather than pay for things up front, we would be happily to do it as a membership model and pay as we go if the product was coupled with a service that we actually need, i.e. Camilla and Mark has done it brilliantly when they released their new online store in May when they had, well, you can buy some clothing from us, but while you're there, why don't you actually book in a styling session with one of our stylists too and we'll curate an outfit for you or we'll curate a new inactive in-home homeware for you. I mean, that's brilliant. So they've, they've thought outside the square. Correct. They've taken advantage of what's going on now. Yes. The fact that, let's face it, we're hearing a lot about the insecurities on how we feel, about how yep. we look what we're wearing suddenly, whether it's above the desk or below the desk, I promise we're good. <laughs> In case I'm really not thinking. wearing underwear. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Later. So all of these things, people even, I mean, we expect the big companies to make these innovative changes. We do. But what about SMEs? Well, because we're the backbone of the nation, right? We're the backbone of the nation. And I suppose one of my goals now is to make sure that small business understand what innovation is yep. and how to adapt it in every aspect of the business. Because if they don't, what we don't realise is it's the innovation, the way that we do things in this country that's going to drive the economy forward. And let's not forget, we've got a rich culture of innovation. We've invented products and services that have revolutionised the world. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, spray-on skin, cochlear implants, the black box fight recorder. Yep, that's they, just, and that's the big things. They're the big things. But you also have some great examples of businesses that have done, that have innovated. Yes. Uh, and in a different way, thinking outside the square. And, and there's even an Australian business, Cora Organics. Cora Organics. So that's I love the... This <laughs> So that's the cosmetic brand by our very own Miranda Kerr. I actually use her products. I love her products. No, this is not a paid endorsement by any <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. But if but she wants to send us something, yes, it's okay. So what they decided to do was they decided to put together self-care kits right, for all the medical and aid workers um, overseas and locally as well too, and actually sent out hundreds and thousands of these kits just for people to start looking after themselves. Forget beautifying one's presence or one's look, just to simply take care of themselves with some good, wholesome, organic products, not filmed with any of the nasties whatsoever. And in doing so, not only did she donate those boxes, but together with her business partner, they ended up donating over $10 million in relief from all the extra sales they garnished online. So because they shared, they they shared, shared. That, that, that win that they had. They didn't mm. pocket, they shared it. Now, look, to be fair, some people might say, well, you know, Stella, that's not innovation. That's just being a good human being. However, what is innovative is the fact that, now let's look at from a purely financial perspective. Yeah. Yes, they gave away product. They gave away some of their inventory. There was a cost associated with that. But look at the return on investment. 
$10 million in relief. And look, she could have kept it all for herself, yeah. but she didn't. She chose to gave it, give it all away. Yes, she is being a good human being Correct. and we appreciate that. And in this time of need and what we've all been hit with, if if people like that don't do good things, then mm. then who? Mm. But also it is innovative because they, they switched their focus. It wasn't just about them looking now, it's about how people were feeling. Feeling and that self-care is no longer a um a luxury. A luxury, exactly. It's it's mandatory, it's necessary. So sitting on the lounge and binging on Netflix, you know, that's self-care if that's what you need. You know, if unplugging from the internet because you've got Zoom fatigue is another way that you will self-care, then that is considered self-care. So in essence, not only was she innovative in what she uh, generated in terms of um, products and new sales, in terms of the money she generated in order to give it away, but also too, she's redefined and re-educated the word self-care in itself. And set a good example. And set a good example. And she's an Australian. And I, even better, I love what Rebel Sport did. Oh, I love that. If you can get in, I'm on the wait list. So Rebel Sport. Look, we know what Rebel Sport sells. If you want some gym gear, if you need some goggles. Anything um, around sports. Anything right? sport, they sell it. Okay, yes, they could have gotten onto that um, treadmill of we'll discount and discount and discount. But as we know, that disseminates profits. And for a lot of small businesses, they just can't keep up with the big guys that can actually hold the losses to keep the sales. So they're like, okay, how are we going to get people out of their houses mm -hmm. and into our stores yep. when all the restrictions on lockdown lift? well, we want them to use our stuff. So we'll bring them in to use our stuff. We're going to put in a in running store. track yeah. in store. We're going to put in a running track. We're going to put in a full-scale basketball court so that when you come in, and not only that, there's various other tracks and there's, there's sort of climbing walls and what have you, you can go in and you can try their stuff, so even if is, you don't buy. This is redefining retail. It's redefining retail. It's, it's being innovative, but not they haven't invented something. No. They've just been creative. They've repurposed what we already know. So they've taught, taken the outside and brought it in, and they've given people a reason to come to their stores. So now they've taken the focus away from selling you so that you'll buy something. Instead, you don't leave empty-handed. You walk out having had a great experience. You've cemented a, a customer for life, yeah. and you've increased all overnight um, the market share and the, the experience that you've had with that brand. So the next time you need something sport related, I'm just going to go to Rebel. That's right because oh I can I can either even try before I buy. Yeah. If I want to try out new runners or if I've got them I want yep. to take them for a run. Yep. Don't worry I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, Nike though. Wow Nike takes the cake. Yeah, they always do. They take the cake. <laughs> just do it. So, yes, just yeah. do it is their slogan. And we all know that. Worldwide, everyone knows that. In fact, you don't even need to see the words. You just see the swoosh and you automatically know that That's it's right. Nike. Yep. So when the pandemic first hit, early in the year, they came out with Nike ID. So that was where you could literally go into a store. You could be custom fit. They'd give you a set of criteria. You go online, you create an account, and you can have custom-made Nikes personalised for your shoe size, whether you need extra length or extra width, whatever you wanted, sent to you. Then we thought, oh, God, that was pretty revolutionary. What else could they do? Well, then they came up with a campaign with, instead of just do it, they thought that they would uplift everybody's sentiments worldwide. Yep. Understand every single person in the world has had their psyche altered going into lockdown with the pandemic. So they introduced a new social engagement campaign. They used all the social media platforms. They connected and, and communicated with people any way they can and they came up with play with, for the world. Don't do it for me, don't do it for you, do it for the world. And it was brilliant. Their engagement went through the roof. I don't even need to tell you they sold product. 
But then they w- went one better. Yep. Just when you thought they this, couldn't uh, do any more. They then set up a whole lot of educational content online with no other in um, no other There's no purpose. Other, yeah, that's right. No, no other, other agenda or intention to sell product, but to educate people. And the campaign was play inside. We're going to teach you how to play inside. We're going to teach you how to move, how to keep active. We're going to uplift your spirits, and we want you to share it with the rest of the world in the community. But then what they did is they, of course, they've got multiple brand ambassadors in terms of professional athletes. They enlisted all of them, and each day a different athlete and a different ambassador came online and said, here's my challenge for you today. I want you to do it. I want you to show me how you play inside, and then I want you to post it and share it with the rest of the world, with the community online, and I want you to champion one another. And that that's innovation. It's oh, the creative approach. Is, it's a creative to sharing, approach. Leveraging your brand, yep. leveraging the people that represent your brand. That's right. Engaging with them, That's right. initiating conversations, uplifting them, giving them a good experience without the intention of selling. So also as part of, um, and you gave me access to the McKinsey report. Yes. That's done some solid data research on innovation. Yes because that's what we're talking about. And I love reports and I love data. It was so fresh off the boat. It literally came in a few days ago. It was great. But there's one part in the report that they call it squeeze it. Mm. And it's what I want to share with SMEs more than anything else. And that is when you take what if scenarios. What if the only way you can reach people is online? Mm. What if you only have one type of customer? What if your current revenue stream disappears. Mm. Now these are what if scenarios that technically they run these type of scenarios when they're building resilient strategies or planning for something bad to happen but bad happened. Yes. And these scenarios have come true. Yes. So this is where the innovation comes in where where SMEs can stop and think and breathe. Yes. And we're saying to them stop and consider what if scenarios and when you think about that what would you do? Exactly. And that's your innovation, right? Exactly. And let's face it, this pandemic gave every single Australian, every single small business owner an apprenticeship, Mm. a fast learning curve into the what if scenarios and every single one of them came true. And when you go back and you're thinking about your strategy for moving forward, you know, innovation may be just maintaining stability. That's innovative in itself. It's so glossed over and forgotten about because growth and growth and growth. No, maintaining stability, being sustainable for tomorrow because that's now a concern, not just environmentally, but financially, making sure that you're going to be here tomorrow. I think sustainable has finally had the flip side shown of it because it's always always been environmentally sustainable and economically financially sustainable. Yes. That, That. definition is applied to both sides. We've got sides, a new definition But now. we haven't always welcomed it and included it in the same sentence. But, That's right. But now we have. We've run out of time as usual. Of usual. Thank you very much to everyone watching today. We appreciate your support. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And like, share and comment, especially to be even more innovative. You can show your friends what we've talked about. Thank you very much to Piedmont Studio for making us look and sound good as usual. To the SMEA Association, without you, we wouldn't be here and the SME community appreciates that more than ever. If you have any comments, tips, tricks or questions, you can send them straight to me, news at smea.org.au and of course we're across all the socials. Thank you, Stella. Thank you, Angela. Breathe. 